Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now for this week's memo I'd like to thank Mitan and Juana who left comments with our last Monday Memo saying that they'd really like to have an episode on reframing. And that's why we do strengthen the numbers and we want you to leave comments and engage with the post and we want to know what you want to hear more of so I encourage you to all do similar to what Mitan and Juana did. And regards to the topic of reframing in organisations, absolutely love we're talking about it now in finance and there's an interest in it. I mean, most of my career, I've done a lot of work on the commercial finance arena and decision support with sales teams. And one of the many things they do extremely well is the art of reframing. And I call it an art because it's not something I've really seen uh, deconstructed in many finance textbooks. But as we do on Strength and Number, let's see if we can perhaps do that and uh, break it out for finance and accounting professionals so that we can explore it a bit more. And, you know, reframing has been looked at in some areas like psychotherapy and counselling. So if you check out some papers in those areas, um, one would describe reframing as a technique used by counsellors to shift a client's view of a particular problem, event or person. And it's based on the assumption that when those clients are able to, to view a situation from another perspective, the opportunities for finding alternatives or acceptable solutions to their problems actually improves. So how can we deconstruct what salespeople and counsellors are doing into some steps that we can leverage in finance, become more influential, impactful, and have more fun and meaningful careers? Well, the first step, I believe, is to know their problems. So, so that means knowing the other persons or stakeholders have some wants, their value problem gaps. Sometimes these are either strategic in nature or maybe short-term objectives and are likely to be what matters most to them. So this requires us to listen. And that's why we have two ears and one mouth. So we listen twice as much as we speak. And a useful framework for capturing and knowing uh, these, knowing their jobs, their pains, the gains they're seeking, uh, for that, just check out a recent episode we did around the value proposition canvas. It was episode 267. And some of these objectives or wants might range from needing to drive EPS or earnings per share, uh, ensuring maybe they get a fair cut from a deal or a budget negotiation, uh, maybe the need to reduce travel expenses or even get cash in quickly to make the payroll. Uh, but there's loads more examples out there. Uh, the second step is once you know what their problems are that they need solving, is the tools to provide an alternative path to, to you know to reframe around. So showing them the path to get there, and ideally making it low risk. And I'll touch on that one in a moment. But but I recall for many years ago there was an instance where the vice president of services was asked to reduce his travel budget by ten percent. So we took what the circumference from Google said it was around the earth. And we divided that into the air miles that his team had been traveling. And our team had worked out that his team had been traveling around the world at least 10 times. And therefore we said, right, could you maybe travel around the world one less time? Or more modern days, uh, an objective might be to reduce environmental impacts. So reduce your CO2 emissions. We could directionally figure out what environmental benefit we would do from saving the budget that way as well. Or another thing we did at the time was we actually found the top five and bottom five hotel rates in the major cities and encouraged, well, if some staff were staying at these lower ones, why did people need to stay at these more expensive ones? And, you know, because we reported on this fairly regularly, no one wanted to be in the top five because it's very hard to dodge that question. So when you reframe things, 
uh, you know, if you've got a challenge, particularly around improving the numbers, the finances, uh, when you reframe something, you can actually make it about not even the numbers at all. And in fact, in this travel budget reduction, the 10%, money wasn't even mentioned. It was all about rates, distance, uh, and top and bottom fives. The third, the third step I deconstructed into is to get them following an alternative path by actually challenging their assumptions. So one way of doing that is you can provide some examples yourself to bounce off them. Or I think more powerful is actually elicit from them those alternatives you know, themselves. And this is really powerful because they see themselves already walking through it and that even makes it lower risk for them. It's as if they've already stepped through it and uh, overcome a lot of the challenges along the way. And a key question to help them do this is what has to happen for this to happen? Or if that's a bit difficult, and I know it's a bit of a mouthful to say, maybe you can stitch it up in terms of a story, sharing a story of someone else who did similar, and maybe substitute them into that story and say, well, what if you were in that story? Would you have done anything differently? Because it seemed to work for them. And actually one group of people who are generally very good at challenging assumptions is actually parents, particularly with getting their kids to walk through maybe that reframed path. So like imagine a teenager who's a bit upset she didn't make the volleyball team. Her parent asks her what positive things could have actually come from for not making the team. And then the teen is able to say, well, maybe she could have more free time and with enough practice, she might be able to make the team at a future point, maybe even next year. So that's actually turning what was perceived to be a negative situation problem into actually quite a positive one. And another example I caught out from our world was with the president of a large business unit where the overall value of a deal the company was working on went down. And in particular, this business unit was asked to stump up more investment to help get the deal over the line. And understandably, their president was was resistant. So I asked, you know, what matters to you most from this deal? And to which he said was really to get a fair share and a reasonable profit out of it. I said, define fair, you know. I said, what about the other BUs? What, What do you think they would define as fair as well? And he said, I suppose they'd say that the shares in the overall deal really didn't change too much overall. And we were able to get some sort of profit out of it. And I said to him, well, actually, your margin did go down a little bit, but it's considerably better than theirs. And actually, your income as a percentage of the overall deal has actually gone up from 11% to 18%. I didn't need to say any more. A penny dropped for him and he signed off the deal there and then. And I always like to throw in maybe a bonus step. So once you've done that, you've already probably got a lot of success at reframing. But just don't leave it there and don't maybe bask in that success for a little bit. Maybe try and identify or ask those you've just helped or, or others you've come across. Is there a way that approach could be maybe similarly applied elsewhere to other problems a stakeholder is having? Or even uh, to a stakeholder with a similar problem you've just helped go solve and reframe. It's a surefire way to make a bigger, bigger impact. And that's why we invite guest mentors on the show to share with you their stories, hard-won lessons of the things that have worked for them how they've dealt with tricky situations and actually how they've themselves been able to reframe people to coming around a bit more to a better way, more constructive way of thinking and ultimately better decisions that are made in organisations drive better numbers and also drive better opportunities for those in our societies as well and communities. And I guess that's why finance and accounting is such a meaningful career to get involved with because we can really make a massive difference in our communities. So look, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to share it with your friends and colleagues. You can subscribe on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube and Spotify. 
And thanks, Emil, for investing your time listening in today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers. 